Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast After the Bell with Chip Nellinger. Chip, man, looks like that report today must have been fairly uh, fairly positive for uh, corn. Uh, it was very supportive to corn, uh, fairly friendly wheat, uh, really negative, almost worst case scenario to beans. But I think the action and the close, and, and probably more importantly how we close tomorrow, mm-hmm. uh, tells you that a lot of this bearishness has been been digested. Um, so yeah, we got a lot of numbers today. Let's let me just summarize where we're at on on the corn here. They left yields unchanged, which isn't a shock this early on. 174 bushels, that's trend line. Um, here's kind of where the shocker was. The the average estimate for old, or new crop corn carryout was 1.71 billion bushels. It came in at 1.552. Um, so that was kind of right off the bottom end of the, like towards the lowest estimate. And the reason for that was, was twofold. Number one, they increased old crop demand by 75 million. So it cut our cut our old crop corn carry out to help cushion most of the increased acreage that we saw back on the June um, 30th, June 29th acreage report. We saw, you know, an increase of more than a million acres um, in, in June compared to March. Well, old crop demand just about swallowed up that whole increase in acreage. And demand wise, um, USDA sees 125 million bushel increase in corn exports, 75 million feed uh, usage demand. They kind of gave a little bit of a token um, downgrade somewhere, and ethanol lost 50 million bushels. But um, a lot of people in that industry feel that that's probably too harsh, and that there's a lot of um, evidence that that they probably need to go up 25 million. So the point being, there still could be some <clears throat> additional demand in corn, but massive, massive demand in corn and that carry out, even with the 170 pork crop. So now it doesn't take very long. Uh, I'm not a really sharp guy, but I have a calculator and they're plugging in a 174 crop and, and the market knows crop conditions are really good and weather's really good right now. And so what if we have a 179 crop, you add five, five bushels onto this thing with planted acreage, um, it's gonna be really difficult to get anywhere north of a two billion bushel carry out. And um, that's a good problem to have. You you add that on to the world. So we're just part of the world market, right? A big part of it, but there's other uh, demand in the world. World corn carryout, new crop down 2.7 million metric tons to 151.9 million, million metric tons. To put this in perspective, that's down uh, almost 43 million metric tons in compared to last year. So in one year's time, let me get my calculator out here, 42, let's call it 43 million tons. Uh, that's over a billion and a half bushels that just evaporated because of demand and production from the world marketplace in 12 months. <clears throat> that's 22% decrease and multi-decade low on stocks to use from a world perspective on corn. Can we go... Uh, does it mean the low's in? No. Can we go lower? Sure. Probably not a lot lower. And and this, to me, was about a good, as good a report in corn as we could have expected or hoped for. Yes, it's probably a big crop coming, but even if it's monstrously big and, you know, six, seven bushels above the previous record, um, we're going to survive this. And likely by winter and next spring and this time next year, 
I'm just a gun to my head. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you eventually by by next June July we'll be back over four bucks for a period of time. So there's going to be opportunities in corn. Let's counter that a little bit. Here's what happened in beans. We talked about it for a while. The market was really uh, nervous about it. The USDA has told us ahead of time we're going to try to uh, factor in what the effects of this Chinese tariff could be in the bean market, and um, they told us that uh, net net they expect bean exports to be down 250 million bushels. This is more aggressive than what I thought they'd be because usually they take a, a measured approach and just kind of piecemeal into changes over several month period. <clears throat> but in the comments in the fine print, they did say this is under the assumption that uh, these tariffs last for the entire 2018 marketing year, which is going to take you clear through, um, you know, basically next uh, the end of next August. So another year. So this is worst case, um, and they put the carryout of beans, new crop beans, at 580 million. That was up 195 million. It was higher than the highest estimate, but you know, beans ended up a penny higher, corn up six. So you got this push and pull now. Friendly corn, negative beans. We're way over two dollars off the highs in beans from six weeks ago. Point being that the market action is kind of starting to tell you that maybe we've got the worst of it digested in beans. And, and if we can be lucky enough to get this trade thing figured out prior to the end of the marketing year, then they're going to go backwards on this and add a lot of this demand back in, cut the carry out, and we still don't know about crop size. So there's opportunities ahead of us. It was, it was negative beans, but I really think it painted us the worst case scenario. Um, friendly corn demands massive world carry out, um, you know, multi-decade lows, and that's a good thing in corn. Even the lowly wheat market, for the first time in a long, long time, uh, we had some production numbers and carryout numbers, and they were about, actually carryout went up just slightly, I think 35 million bushels. That was as expected. But the big, the, the key here in, in wheat is the world carryout was down 5.2 million metric tons. It's the first time in a long, long time. That's a pretty healthy drop, not massive. Uh, first time in a long, long time we've seen uh, world wheat carryout drop. That's d different crop problems in different areas, Black Sea, Australia, Canada. Uh, it's lower acreage, it's good demand with low prices. We're finally starting to maybe turn that corner a little bit. So from a feed grain perspective, wheat and corn, good sign. It's what you want to see, shrinking stocks, even with big crops. Uh, I think it's the worst case. We just ripped the Band-Aid totally off uh, the scab here uh, on beans, maybe a couple hundred million bushels high or maybe 600-ish million bushel uh, bean carryout. But if we can get this thing figured out as far as trade resolution, sooner rather than later it's still friendly there's still big big demand there so could have been a lot worse uh now we're back to you know friday closes are always important so you know we closed well today up six and corn up a penny and beans up 12 and three quarters of chicago wheat up seven and a quarter uh kansas city wheat good close we can see some follow-through in corn and wheat on friday maybe spur some more technical buying weather is still part of this there's good rains in the forecast next week it's, I'd say, 80% in the market already. But what isn't in the market is if, and this is a big if, if they miss or if the rainfall amounts or coverages are less than expected, then you're going to start adding some risk premium back in the corn market in a hurry. So my point with all this is good report from, from a corn and wheat perspective, especially corn. Um, it, it'll help keep the low higher than what it maybe would have been. It doesn't mean we won't uh, go lower than where we're at. But um, in my mind, we're going to come roaring out of here. We're going to have good opportunities post-harvest, great demand in the world. Hopefully, we can get the, the China trade issue figured out. 
weather's still going to drive us for a couple weeks and um, volatility is still going to be here. But this was a pretty um, hopeful report, especially corn in my mind. Yeah. Sounds like there's a lot of, lot of good things kind of headed towards that. You know, like you said, can it go much lower? Yes, but not a lot. So there's going to be some, you know, we've hit that bottom, proverbial bottom, you know, and we're going to start working our way back up. And, and um, like you've said several times on this, that this market is uh, artificially low right now. And there's, there's a lot of yeah. factors out there that, that show it shouldn't be where it's at. Um, but it's just the hesitation in the marketplace. So basically this report's kind of outlining that for us. Yeah, and, and in fact, I, I didn't see, I didn't read all the comments. Sometimes you say, you know, puts out comments and footnotes and stuff. I didn't read through all that. It may have been part of the reason for the big jump higher in corn because, you know, beans are lower than they would be if China were buying our beans. That has undoubtedly drug corn lower as well, just to kind of as to hold the relationship together. And that demand was already good in corn, so now we're artificially dropping it, probably lower than where we should have been, quicker than where we should have been. And that, you know, maybe in the big picture they're saying, hey, this is a silver lining is, corn's too cheap artificially, and um, demand was good. Economics 101, lower prices, increased demand, and and boom, it's gonna help swallow up this big crop and, and, and give us another shot and give us all those questions into 19, how many acres are we gonna plant, what's the yield gonna be, uh, it's it's a good thing longer term. Can we go? You know, does it mean uh, we can't go 15 cents lower in corn, 20 cents lower? Doesn't mean that. Probably means we don't have to go 50 or 70 cents lower. Um, I, I would think we're within 20 cents of uh, the ultimate harvest low. Some of that's going to be dependent on what the final crop size is, obviously. And and uh, but I would think we're awful close. Uh, certainly in the bottom, you know eighths of the of the trading range here um before we ultimately put a some sort of a harvest low in doesn't mean we're going to rally immediately either but i you know i think give it time out in the next uh, winter and spring and and uh, this time a year from now corn looks good and and like i said beans are the same way if they if they get this trade dispute settled i mean beans are arguably at least a dollar lower than what they probably should be mm-hmm. economics 101 man low prices increased demand if now all of a sudden you know you you take back and you say oh it's not a 580 million bushel carry out uh, we're back to uh, 380 or lower uh, because demand's increased because we held beans down too far for too long you're screaming right back north ten dollars again so same thing man volatility's coming it's here we already seen it it's not going to end it's the environment we're in. Uh, it's not fun. It gives us a little heartburn at times, but gives you opportunities. And uh, I feel a lot better today than I did 24 hours ago. It's kind of a sick feeling yesterday on the close. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I like this report today, especially from the, from the corn perspective. And I think it was the worst case in beans. So we can just about only go one way from here um, as far as the perceptions and the numbers go. Uh, livestock had a little balance. Cattle up 117. Uh, you know, I, we talked uh, the other day, I, I think cattle were just kind of caught up in this general commodity selling and, and bouncing back a little bit, good close. Hopefully they can follow through a little bit. Hogs still have some issues. They're not uh, setting the world on fire here, especially the deferred contracts. A lot of, uh, lot of supply out there, big numbers. So we're, we're suffering a little bit on the hog side. But uh, cattle held their own, bounced back nicely from pretty steep losses yesterday. 
Uh, we'll see what Friday brings. You know, important close tomorrow. That can always feed momentum and, and the funds. They don't care about the weather. A lot of times they don't even care about this report and what the carryout is. They're, they're trading momentum and moving averages and, and technicals. And if you can get a nice, strong close tomorrow, uh, especially in corn, I think that could breed its own momentum and a little bit of uh, a buying interest in there next week. Uh, so we'll see. You know, it's day by day at this point. But uh, could have been a lot worse, let's put it that way. Right. So what they – they have a strong close enough to start covering some of their shorts, right? And they're going to have to start selling. Some yes. Stuff. Yeah. Yep. So you're obviously you're met, you know, on this break, the commercials are buying. The farmers aren't really sellers. I'm not saying there's no farmer selling, but they're they're holding as much as they can at this point in time. So you don't have that farmer selling over us. Funds have been selling it. If you get some signals, um, you know, a higher weekly close or, or for sure, like a, a close over 360 in December corn would at least be a, a moral victory. That was the uh, the high from yesterday. Uh, we got above there, but didn't close above it. We close about 360 tomorrow. It might spur the funds to decide, uh, hey, at least on a portion of these positions, let's take profits. Well, if they're short, how do you take profits? You got to buy that back. Right. So that created its own buying, and uh, maybe give us a little spurt. We'll see what the rainfall is next week. That's still going to have a big a big impact. And temperatures uh, next four weeks critical for corn. Need cooler temperatures. We go back to you know 95 to 100 for highs, and uh, you know 76 for uh, overnight low. And they're going to have to add some risk premium to this. We'll, we'll lose some yield if that happens, especially if uh, in the areas that happen to miss rains. Um, so weather is still going to be part of this, but uh, breathe a sigh of relief. Right on. For now. Yep. Well, it's always exciting stuff, Chip, and uh, you know now you. You know, having a plan is more important than ever. So if guys wanted to talk to you about their plan or, or just figure out how to get started doing something, how, how would they do that with you? Yeah, easiest way is just call our office here. We'd love to chat with you. Uh, no no risk, no pressure. 309-550-7213. Uh, love to chat with you. And important as ever, uh, even from the standpoint of what do I do with bushels that I know I can't store? I didn't sell enough. We didn't have the opportunity long enough. Now, right now, today is the time to plan that. Uh, by the time fall rolls around, it's, it's going to be too late. And uh, so it's critical to have a plan and, and execute it. Right on. All right, Chip. Well, tomorrow is a pretty big day just to see how things close and what that end of that week looks like. We'll go over the weekly numbers and all that stuff. So we'll till then, we'll talk to you later, man. All right. You have a good night. We'll, right. uh, we'll talk tomorrow and close this week out. All right, Chip. Thanks, man. Thanks. Yep.